Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 21st of January 2016. This is an incredibly sick Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by an incredibly healthy Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Dave, um, how are you doing today, bro? I am doing better than you, my friend. Oh, man. It's been, this is day three of, uh, I'm not sure if it's a cold or a flu or just all the random BS of the SEO world that cluttered my brain over the last week, but... (laughs) It's been a weird week, dude. I mean, I'm hallucinating. I, I, our regular listeners will will probably know that I hallucinate normally, anyway. But um, and 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 a week filled with cough syrup brings about you know extra potent hallucination, shall we say? But reading the search marketing press this week, I wish I was hallucinating, but unfortunately, that crap was real. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to start with the, I, I, I got I to go here to start And um, Barry Schwartz I admire you, I love you I have so much respect for you You and I have laughed our asses off together Sitting, talking at conferences We've uh, You know, commiserated over world politics together We've talked about e- Extremely cool apps um, You've helped with a couple of our clients Barry, I have so much respect for you but, dude, <laughs> don't go reporting what John Mueller says just because he says it. Title tags are not a critical ranking signal was published at SE Roundtable earlier this week. And I swear, Dave, I wanted to bang my head on my desk. Yeah. Came out on Tuesday. And... John Mueller, who just says stuff. I mean, he just, he just says stuff. It doesn't even. I don't know how connected to reality half this stuff is. He just says it. <laughs> um, in a in a hangout uh, last week, John Mueller said something along the lines of, um, "Title tags are not a critical ranking signal." <laughs> <laughs> now. I get it. He was trying to say content is more important, and don't keyword stuff your title tags. I get that. But to say they're not a critical ranking signal is simply wrong. What did you think of the story, Dave? Yeah, I mean, I I took it exactly the same way you did. Uh, I mean, I I suppose technically he's right in that we've all seen pages that will rank without the keyword in the title. Of course, it it happens all the time. So technically by that, it's not critical, i.e. it's possible to do without it. (laughs) I mean... You can, um, but I mean, I, I think it understates the incredible importance, and not just from the standpoint of having your keywords in the title. I mean, heck, we've all got pages where you're targeting. You know, of all the permutations, there may be six or seven different keywords in there. You're probably not going to get them all in your title tag. Um, you know, but when we look at yes, having the phrases or synonyms or at least understanding into your title tag and then combine that with click-through rates and the importance of title tags on click-through rates, which is, my opinion, A, a measurement, and B, of course, actually what we're trying to get. You're not trying to rank. You're trying to get clicks. Um, To me, yeah, it it, it is. If if not critical, it's uh, pretty darn important. (laughs) And I think it was understated. I I think you're right. It's the way the title of that article was worded and it's the way John's saying it um, that I think doesn't resonate properly. I kind of feel sorry for John. I often do because he's like, these are just hangouts, right? People asking questions he's answering in real time. He's not getting a chance to make sure he's crafting every word perfect. Um, And I, I think this is definitely one of those cases where he said it, I'm sure in his head he was saying the right thing. But what ends up coming out and getting reported on is not at all accurate. And it's, um, 
again, I've got a, I got a head cold. I'm having a hard time getting my thoughts together. But this strikes me as not disingenuous, but dangerous. Yeah. We're trying so hard to tell people, you know, the right things to do with their websites. And I, I, I say this to anybody who gets into the search media. This is the most important thing you can uh, you can think about before you make a public pronouncement. People bet money on the stuff that we say. Mm-hmm. They bet it could be it could be their kids' tuition, it could be their car payments, like uh, for for next month. Like, who knows what it is, but it's their good money. And they're running a business online, and this is important to them. And, and they look at us to be the experts, and we're coming out and repeating something that was simply – that is simply wrong. Got to, uh, got to be careful because um, it's not just other SEOs we're playing with. If it was just other SEOs, well, you know, we're all responsible for, for figuring it out for ourselves. But it's not just other SEOs. People – People in the business community actually read the SEO press, listen to shows like Webcology or SEO 101 or, uh, or you know, or other webmaster radio shows, and they they spend their money on stuff that we suggest might be right or, or, or wrong. So we got to take it upon ourselves to take that extra few minutes to really, really be careful about how we phrase stuff. You're, you're spot on, and I think this is one of those cases... Um, you know, if you look at somebody like Barry, um, who's, you know, who's the person we're talking about here, where like we have to put on our specific hats when we're listening to somebody from Google and understand what they can and can't say, what they will and won't say, what they're doing. Um, I think that this is another example of that, where we look at Barry, very bright guy, um, but he yeah, they see Roundtable reports news. So, like, if we look at the title, for example, like, technically what he's saying is accurate in the context of Google, you know, colon, title tags are not, like, clearly he's just reporting that Google said this. He's not making a statement one way or another about whether it's true or not. And I think that's almost, you know, yeah, you're right. Where the danger comes in is if you're reading this as an opinion, like like you would on whatever search engine land or, or something where sometimes or often there's more of a, there's an SEO giving their opinions or there's an expert giving their opinions. Barry tends to just report news. So he's just saying, Google said this, that's, you know, yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. Um, whereas I think what the, the worry comes in is if somebody's taking what the way he says things as an interpretation, as what actually is, that's where I think the problem can come in. Um, where we're looking at a news source and treating it like a, like an education source. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And maybe I am being hard on Barry. You're right. I um, my 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 problem. I guess my problem is um, people look to these publications as the roundtable. Incidentally, is the well, it's, it's got to be. I'm not sure if it's older than Search Engine Watch or not, but it's up there. Yeah, you know, it's one of the oldest and most trusted publications in our industry. And uh, again, um, Barry, it's just the breathless reporting, like, please, <laughs> help, help a bunch of SEOs out. And um, anyway, <laughs> done with that. <laughs> Another thing Mueller said that, you know, obviously I, that, that, that I'm, I'm going to completely agree with, I'm, I'm blown away that we actually have to report on this stuff. But the last time there was a page rank update was in 2013. Mm-hmm. According to John Mueller, it's almost certainly never going to happen again. There's never going to be a public page rank update again. Thank right. goodness. Yeah. Just make that bar go away. Right? Like, just just yeah. take it. Just, just take it away. Because uh, now it's such an outdated and irrelevant metric. Um, you know, anything you might be looking at. I mean, I know you know this, but for our listeners who might be new, if you are, if you have that, you're looking at data from two years ago. These sites that are showing whatever a six may well have been hit with a penalty by now <laughs> between these two points. Um, so, yeah, it's I mean, I'm glad it's going away. You're glad it's going away. Um, you know, it, it, it had become a, a less relevant towards the end uh, metric anyway, towards the end. So. They just, yeah, they, they need to just make it disappear now if, if this is the route they're going. Yeah. Um, the page rank bar is very possibly the worst thing that ever happened to SEO. 
because that prompted the uh, the industry that was actually buying and selling links from various pages based on what you know Google Google displayed publicly as the page rank. So like based on a ranking of one to ten, mm-hmm. and you know again people were uh, assigning value to domains or to uh, to individual pages based on this completely false measurement that like uh that 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 Google was putting that Google was promoting for no apparent reason. Yeah. I mean yeah, I don't I remember don't... why they started promoting it. Why they started public do you remember why they started publishing it? I don't know. I, I think it was just to show off like in a weird way. Yeah. Like, I think and I think to them it made sense. I think what they were hoping for is that users would adopt looking at it as a quality signal. Like I think that's if I have to guess and, and sort of I'm sure it is partly you know thinking back and, and remembering when they launched this bar um, you know that it was a metric I don't you know they, they don't build these things for SEOs they had to be building it for users so I have a hunch they were kind of hoping it would take off as a metric people looked at um, and it didn't well I guess people did um, SEOs did uh, people buying and selling links did <laughs> uh, and you're right that's it led to the sort of monetization of, of links, right? Like it, it, it set the dollar value yeah. um, on links. So, um, and, and that, it increased the dollar value of links. So that was for sure. Well, and, and that started the, um, I got, I got nothing wrong with link building as a technique. I got nothing wrong with companies that, uh, that base their business on link building. Cause you know, as we have seen, and I thought there was a report actually, I think, I think it was out in Moz on Monday. That suggested, you know, your link footprint is to steal John John's word critical <laughs> in how you're going to be ranking. Links links are still quite important, but there was a lazy industry that set itself up. We'll say you know, starting like six seven years ago, that was you know just all about link building. And Dave, as you know, I mean, I, I know that that Beanstalk does a lot of link work, so you must get like horrible cleanup jobs. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. Was, I mean- that all stems right. from that period, doesn't it? It really does, yeah. I mean, where you see just horrifying, horrifying things. Um, and then, of course, there's the negative side of things that came in after the fact, which we're all you know, sort of seeing where people were buying these bad links for competitors. Um, <laughs> you know what? I mean, I, I'm still like I can still watch this happen where it's antiquated um, strategies being deployed by – SEOs who don't understand what they're doing. Um, some of it paid, some of it not paid. Some of it just like, let's go forum posting, right? And, and off, and you can watch these, these you know, strategies being deployed on a large scale. Um, and I think one of the downsides is, at least in one that I'm monitoring right now, um, is that Google's not totally awesome at picking them up yet. They will catch you in the end uh, but I can watch this site rising in the rankings right now and it's like oh yeah so you're just going to dump more of that on there and I, I know what's coming <laughs> I know that there's going to be an update and you're going to get a manual action or an automated action and you're going to go from rising to nowhere and then you're going to call me <laughs> it's going to be my job to fix it again um but, uh, but at, at any rate, yeah, it all does harken back to that era initially. And, and I think some people just haven't quite learned that that doesn't work anymore, or at least doesn't work for extended periods of time. Now, it's worth noting that link evaluation is happening right now at Google. You don't need a Penguin to do link evaluation. Just that Penguin is a uh, link evaluation algorithm mm-hmm. that's you know going to be eventually introduced on mass scale. But... If you're building bunky links, bunky links, Google is still evaluating them. Yep. Um, speaking of, <laughs> the <laughs> long march of the Penguins continues. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe this. So, the uh, the word is <laughs> it's coming in weeks, most certainly before the end of this quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't. I'm not. I'm, I'm even more convinced than ever that Penguin doesn't actually exist, and they're just screwing with us. <laughs> well, you know, yesterday was International Penguin Awareness Day. Now they're referring to actually the little arctic animals, but um, 
you know, or I guess Antarctic animals, but uh, <laughs> one's Penguin Awareness Day. Um, yeah, I, I think this is an interesting one. I'm definitely seeing, and I'm sure you are too, and this is why I made that prediction. I'm like, I'm so sure we're going to see it, and it was by next Sunday, which, you know, just because he's saying weeks doesn't mean it won't come this weekend, so it, this may still be right. Um, massive crawling, like significantly sped up crawling rates um, being performed by Google, which is often a precursor to a major update, right? Especially when you're looking at something like Panda or Penguin, where they need to understand the, you know, link architectures and, and, and page architectures that are, that are existing on the web before pushing a major update through. Uh, definitely seeing a vast increase um, across a, a number of sites and across a number of different types of sites, i.e. major publishers down to, you know, little bed and breakfasts, right? And, and these are, you know, both of them are seeing this, this massive spike, both types. So it's definitely just a, a full scale push. Um, I don't know if you've seen it as well, or, you know, I mean, I, there's a couple that I'm watching their crawl weights is what, is what sort of indicated that to me. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's right there. I'm, I'm still, I'm still going to go with this weekend just based on past crawl patterns that I've been watching. But yeah, now they're saying weeks and you know, I'm going to stick with my prediction just cause why not? But uh, <laughs> nobody blames me for being wrong. Google's out to lunch on this one, but yeah, it's, 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 I think we're all going, Hey, this is getting kind of painful guys. Just pull the trigger and get this thing put into, um, you know, sort of the Everflux. Well, if you listen back on our shows, Dave, you'll hear me saying the same thing since September, the long march of the Penguins. I said this every week. It's almost becoming it's it's become a running it's our new Yahoo. It's become a yep. running joke. Yep. But uh, you know what's what's at the same time funny is that the last two weekends we have seen major major updates both weekends. Like it's not like they're doing nothing; they just aren't doing what we're expecting them to do. Um, but you know, two Sundays ago we had a, a major update. Last Saturday we had a major core update. Um, like they're definitely, definitely active. And there's, um, there's still volatility happening today. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's definitely interesting to watch what's going on. But you got to wonder: Are they conditioning their core algo to actually deal with? with penguin right now like are these two things related or are they just major you know some major core updates that they needed to do that they were holding off on until after the holidays i think it's a safe assumption that if you know if uh, uh, uh penguin really does exist and i'm only saying it doesn't because i'm just you know tired of waiting for it and sour grapes and all that sort of stuff but if penguin does really exist then yeah this what we're seeing now, the build-up, the uh, changes in rankings, the changes in uh, in their core algorithm, it's very reasonable to think that this is a lead-up to Penguin. It's, it's reasonable, to, it's extremely reasonable to read those as signals. Um, I think, uh, 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 I think, uh, I think we're going to see something happen soon. And um, Google says when Penguin does come, it's going to become part of its core algorithm, much like they say Penguin is also part of their core algorithm. And, you know, I think people are left with questions. What does it mean to be part of the core algorithm? What does that mean exactly? Right. Google explained that, and we're going to explain that. But before we do, <laughs> it's 20 after the hour. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. We're going to, have to take a break. So, on behalf of Dave Davis, from Beesock Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. 21st of January 2016, stick around, talking about what it means to be core. Coming back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics. You've seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at Bruce 
Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com. That's S-P-Y-F-U.com. And start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here at webmasterradio.fm. It is the 21st of January, 2016. This is a barely conscious Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Joined by a fully conscious Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Um, Dave, I got to tell you, man, I'm I am struggling to keep my head together during the show. Um, <laughs> the flu sucks. What can I do to help, Jim? What can you do to help? Speed time up, Brasco. Hey. I'm just... If you need me to be an extra voice to <laughs> man, contribute, I can. Just saying. <laughs> Last week, in the, in, the, in the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of talk about, um, you know, these, these these algorithm updates that have been happening. And both times, uh, Gary Eels, Gary Ease or Gary Ellis, um, has said that it's the core algorithm that was being worked on. It was neither Panda nor Penguin, though Panda is part of the core algorithm. And, you know, when they start talking like that, it gets people wondering, what the heck does core algorithm really mean? Well, if you have a question, you ask and you tend to get an answer. And there was a question and answer with uh, Google's uh, Andre Lepatisov. Um Lepatisov is a search quality senior strategist at Google. And um, his explanation, what it means to be core, and this, this comes from a... Uh, Search Engine Land article written uh, this morning by Barry Schwartz. To be core, according to uh, Andre uh, Lepatisov, it's less about the functionality, which means it probably doesn't change much over time, and it's more about how we perceive it in the context of the algorithm. Do we still think this is an experimental thing? Is it running for a while and we aren't sure how long it will last? Or is it like PageRank? Is it part of, and it will always be there, at least in the foreseeable future, and then probably call it, in a certain context, part of the core algorithm? You get that? Yeah, what, it, what, what I'm hearing you say, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that when they say, when they use the word core, um, what they mean is core. <laughs> like, it actually, it's funny, as soon as you hear that description, it's like, ah, so what uh, core means here is uh, core. <laughs> like, that it just, it is the basis of things. Yes. So, if it's so ingrained in the algorithm that they don't even have to look at it, they don't got to test it, they don't got to worry about it, they just know it's running properly, then that's considered core algorithm. And at this point, they're saying that Panda's part of the core algorithm, so Panda's doing its job properly. There's not going to be another Panda update. There's not going to be any, any major Panda weirdness beyond the Panda weirdness you're seeing today. Because, in fact, there's not even going to be another Panda. It's just part of the algorithm now. If we refer to Panda, we'll be referring to that part of the core algorithm. <laughs> But even so, that was a little a little confusing. 
It can be. And I mean, I think for, you know, it's, it's funny because one of the examples that, that they've used, I can't remember if it was in the article that, we, that you know, you're referencing right now um, or not, but they likened it to page rank, which is funny because we were just talking about that and it being a component of the, the core algorithm just for our listeners who might not know, worth, worth mentioning. Um, when Jim and I were talking earlier about page rank and that it, you know, it should disappear and that the green bar should go away, um, that's the visual page rank or you know, with desktop toolbar, however you want to refer to it as. Um, page rank as a internal Google metric is still alive and well. It is still factored into their, into their algorithm. It's just that they, they don't display it to us accurately or, or update it anymore. Yeah, that's why I try to use the phrase public for public page rank. Right. The right. stuff they show publicly. But yeah, page rank is actually the core kernel of the algorithm. Um, page rank is a measure of the value of the of a link from one site to another. Mm-hmm. That's how they started it. That's how they started the search engine back at Stanford when they called it backrub. You know, based on these guys, and they're amazing, I think of these guys are academics, right? So um, they were at Stanford University. They're used to citations to you know bolster the uh, credibility of any given point in an essay, and that was how they envisioned the best search engine. Those who have the best references likely have the best information. So that's a core piece of the algorithm. It's been there forever. It runs just fine. They don't need to mess with it. Right. But what about something like like uh, well, we'll use in this uh, as this example, Panda which may need a tweak here or there moving forward. I have a hard time believing that they've, that they've, they've uh, worked their content um, evaluation system so thoroughly that they don't need to tweak it anymore. No, of course not. And as I understand, there's, all, there's constant tweaks to the algorithm. Well, you know what, and, and you bring up a good point. Like we've been we've been seeing um, shakeups based on updates to the core algorithm over the last couple of weeks. Um, so when something is part of the core, it of course doesn't mean that it's not updated. It of course doesn't mean that the weightings don't shift. How much you know you you remember the the quote unquote good old days, the 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 wild west days of SEO back in like the the late nineties, early two thousands. I mean, if you looked at the value of page rank, for example, as a metric. Um, you know, and, and the value of external links, they were clearly a lot higher than they were now. And a keyword tag mattered as it was part of the core algorithm, right? Um, so the weightings of all of these things, of course, have, have shifted over time. And I'm sure how um, Google is, you know, the, the formula Google uses for page rank and, and how page rank diminishes, you know, from, from page to page or, or whatnot. So it never approaches infinity. Um, you know, I'm sure all of these things, um, you know, are going to change over time. So will Panda, it'll need to be updated and then their understanding of good content is going to update. And then we got like rank brain and AI getting thrown into the mix here, <laughs> um, you know, that, that may be brought in to update these components themselves. So um, always fluctuations. What I like, I think what you like as well, and I think everybody will like is what I anticipate is that we will see smaller Right, that this will, it'll be a more gradual changing on the fly. It's part of the core. They can tweak this, tweak that without having to go. Okay, and we're making this massive update and pushing it all out. Um, you know, they can do it a little more on the fly. Let's test this. Let's test that, and and see what happens on a smaller scale rather than having to do massive pushes every few months. Okay. Now, now, now speaking of massive pushes every few months, and uh, you know, understanding how. Algorithms work. Bing pinged in on, uh, I guess, in, in, in their own promotion. Um, Jan Peterson, chief scientist, Bing, an information platform research and development, wrote on the Bing blog yesterday that Bing is constantly updating their search engine multiple times a day. Now, four years ago, Bing engineered deployed new features once a month. Now Bing ships features to production multiple times a day. They have 600 engineers. Now they had 100 engineers four years ago. They're running 20,000 tests, a tenfold increase per submission attempt, and have kept feature submission times to below 30 minutes. In other words, Bing is doing stuff. I don't know why I jumped in with that, but I just thought you know it was to note. I, I think it's a great, uh, it was a great segue and a, a, an important piece of, of news. What, 
or, or, or of data for us. I think what's really important here, like, I mean, it's, it's neat for them to, to or it's, it's kind of fun to hear them go, us too, right? Because we've known this about Google forever. <laughs> now they're like, you know, hey, we're, we're updating a lot too. Um, but what I'm taking from this is Bing is taking search very, very seriously. Well, I guess Microsoft through Bing is taking search very, very seriously. Um, you know, they're, 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 the way they're positioning right now, um, they are positioned to make some gains. Maybe, you know, Google's still going to be the big boy in the room for, for a good chunk of time. Um, but they are positioning to make some, some interesting gains. Um, I think they're going to win where Yahoo's losing, right? Yeah. All of these sorts of things. So it, it's, it's interesting to hear that from them and that they are taking it as seriously as they are. They are putting the resources into it that it needs. Um, I still, you know, I, I use them occasionally. I, I find them, you know, at this point to be an inferior engine. Um, you know, whether that's their fault or whether that's my fault, I know how to search on Google and I'm applying my same rules over on Bing, right? That's not really fair to do, right? If I'd been conditioned on Bing, I'd probably search better there. But um, it, it is interesting to see. And of course, probably like you, I, I'm hoping they make some big moves and, and gain some, some solid ground, right? I want, I want somebody else in the field again. That's um, that's a real contender. They're doing some good stuff. I look forward to seeing the future and it's nice to see them putting those resources in. Absolutely. And competition is uh, incredibly important in any industry, but especially in an industry that, um, well, basically the entire world turns to to get information out of. Yeah. Um, it was, that actually that reminds me of it. Can I ask you, a, 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 what would you do in this situation, Dave? Sure, let's go for it. Okay, so I got this client, and it's a social media play, and I, I don't want to get too deeply into it because I don't, I don't want to reveal any, any information about the client themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say they're event coordinators, okay? Okay. And they hold major events um, throughout the year, and they're really unhappy with their social media efforts. So they brought, they brought our team in. We took a look at it, and one of our recommendations, and I'm, I'm, I'm still playing with this, okay, because I, I really don't know what to do here. One of our recommendations is going to be built on the use of Tumblr as a technology and some of the stuff that Tumblr can do. Okay. But here's my problem. I don't know where Tumblr is going to be 18 months from now because Yahoo owns it. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I kind of saw where you were going. Or what? <sighs> I don't want to make the recommendation because I don't know the future. You know, it's, it's in your spot. Um, I probably would make that recommendation because it is the best available option now. Yeah. Um, and that's all we can all operate on. Who knows what's going to happen 18 months from now? Like, pick any known technologies. They could be bought, sold, or dropped dead in an 18-month period. Right? Like, that's, that can happen. Okay, um, uh, how about 18 weeks from now? We don't know. Yeah, okay. That. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm guessing we've got you know, a good year before a Yahoo shift. Um, and Tumblr is still, of course, going to exist. Now, that's not to say I wouldn't prep for what do you do after, but I think using Tumblr now is a great proof of concept, right? Yeah. Does this work? And if something goes wrong with it, hey, you know, let's keep our eyes open for our replacement of it, but it's the best available option, so let's, you know, start there. And then we'll know proof of concept. Does this work? That's, so, that's where I would go. So basically, go ahead with the recommendation, but throw the caveat in there that this, you know, it works great in theory. It'll work good in practicality, but I can't guarantee where it'll be several months from now. Exactly. So we may need to start, you know, conditioning secondary backups. And if we end up needing to pull them in, you know, let's already have those in place and just flick the switch when we need to. Yeah. By the way, new, um, new consultants, uh, people who are, uh, you know, more more recently into the SEO world, this is the kind of stuff they come up against all the time. You know, you got to make a you got to make a recommendation. You have to give the best advice possible. But part of that is knowing that you're not going to be there. Future, you know, a year or so in the future. You know, we're, we're consultants. Our engagement ends. Then you know, we go off and do another job, and our our clients continue on doing their stuff, right? Right. So you got you got to pay attention to you know who owns what and uh, you know the business conditions. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes you do have to say, and we've all had to do it as consultants. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have too. Here's your best available option. It's not ideal. 
<laughs> it's not a perfect solution. You hit something like you are right now. It's not a perfect solution, but it's the best available option and you need to be ready to move if you have to. Right? Who knows? Or Tumblr might just go off as, as its own entity or, or get purchased by somebody who, who uses it equally well, right? And, and it still remains the best available option. Who knows? Yep. Um, well, there was a very witty thing to say, and it just flew out of my head. <laughs> Lord. A little Dayquil crushed it, did it? Buckley's. I'm a Buckley's <laughs> man myself. Oh, yeah. I saw the picture on Facebook. Now, if this were, if this were TV... I would drink it in front of the camera just to show you, friends. Just to, They don't have Buckley's Mixture in the United States for good reason, too. <laughs> Buckley's Mixture is, uh, the, is the all-Canadian cough syrup. And if there's anything Canadians know a lot about, um, it's hockey and the flu. Um, but it's awful. It's a mixture of pine tar, various solvents, um, <laughs> Maybe a little bit of aviator fuel just to get you going. And I'm pretty sure that they don't sell it in America because the, uh, dr- the Drug Enforcement Agency, the DEA, is convinced that people would use it to cook meth. <laughs> but damn, it works. I mean, it, seriously, it clears your head right out, mostly oh. because um, you're so shocked at how bad it tastes. And if this were TV, I would drink it right on the air just to show y'all. <laughs> How bad it is. Oh, it's but, vile. And you know what? At least they don't make a secret about it. I mean, that's their slogan. It tastes awful and it works. <laughs> like, it's right but, out there. Just like Penguin, it, clearly it works very slowly because I'm still <laughs> sick. But yeah. I got two and a half minutes to recover. Two and a half minutes to recover because, friends, it's that time again. Got to go to commercial. So, on behalf of Dave Davey from... Beanstalk Internet Marketing. This is Jim Hedger with Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 21st of January, 2016. Stick around. We're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davey. 
everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 21st of January, 2016. And you, yes, you can get in on all the fun of the Penguin Update Betting Pool. I just, Dave, I just discovered this while we were on break. Um, it was actually Ann Smarty from, uh, from the SEO Ninjas who turned me on to this. Over at SEO Chat. Are we actually on the air? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Internet marketing ninjas. Oh, you said SEO ninjas. Sorry. Uh, okay. uh, internet marketing. Yep. Anyway, the uh, 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 Ann Smarty from uh, from the ninjas, internet marketing ninjas, uh, turned me on to the Penguin Update betting pool over at SEO Chat. So forms.seochat.com in the water cooler section, you can join the Penguin Update betting pool. It's about time somebody did this, eh? For sure. <laughs> so, Dave, um, you would be marched down for this weekend. Um, that would be the earliest guess. We have February 25th, February 10th, and March 14th, just because it's Pi Day. You know, three, <laughs> three, one, four, you know? That's not bad, actually. Um. I think actually Ann Smarty has the best guest when she suggests SMX West is in March. Google tends to announce these types of things at conferences. Um, so there you go. The the Penguin Update betting pool is alive and well. Love it. So um, one story that you posted uh, to our to our private chat was. Um, the CNN story, Facebook makes an app that tries to bypass China's censors. Yeah. I found that kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so did I. Like, what, it, what it's appearing for our listeners here, well, what, it's not appearing. This is over on CNN. I would give them as a fairly reliable source of this kind of information. Um, anyways, there's a mobile app for Tor called Orbit. Uh, Facebook's tweaked its Android app so you can tap a button in the settings and it will use Orbit um, as, as its default. So essentially what it's starting, what it'll do is, is start bouncing around the signal. It makes it impossible to locate you, get your machine data, uh, that sort of stuff out of it. Um, and it encrypts. So the ISPs never actually get the data that, that they would need to identify you as, as a specific person. Now, while Facebook didn't come out and say, hey, we're doing this so that, you know, we can, we can get into countries that, that we're banned in uh, or get into country, you know, let people use it that might be persecuted for using it or, or for what they might say, um, you know, it, it's clear that that really is its only function. Um, and so, yeah, there's a pretty bold move on, on Facebook's part, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but, you know, I... I I think it's great. Like we'll get uh, get a chance to you know see some things going on uh, behind the scenes that uh, that we might not normally have seen from from some countries that uh, are under some some fairly oppressive regimes. Well, indeed, I think this is in one sense. I think this is great. It would be nice to bring a quarter of the world's population into the most popular communication tool in the world. Yeah. Um. In another, I, I, I see, obviously, I see many dangers of this. Oh. Um, starting with technology, technology companies in one part of the world actively circumventing the laws of a different part of the world. How would we feel if a technology company from China actively circumvented the laws in Canada or the United States? I mean, you, you do bring up yes. a valid point there, an entirely valid point there, um, but, is why, what gives us the right there's something else that, that, that quite worries me. Um, do you remember remember back in the day when uh, Yahoo gave away um, a Chinese dissident's name in order to be allowed to continue operating in China? Mm-hmm. That dissident ended up being jailed for 15 years. Um, it was a democracy, a, a pro-democracy dissident, incidentally. Now, that gamble on somebody else's life allowed Yahoo to own all that Alibaba stock and, you know, stay alive and all that sort of stuff. Right. But they were compelled by the Chinese courts to give away the name of somebody who was using their mail system. And that person who, you know, over here advocating democracy is not a crime. 
in China advocating democracy is. That person went to jail for a decade and a half. Facebook will not be able to track its users as easily as Yahoo did with with the email system, obviously because they're using the you know the Tor network and uh, Tor is all about in, in, encrypting identity. Right. But you know, I still worry that um, China will be able to track dissidents using Facebook. Now, I don't really think that Facebook is doing this to promote democracy in China. I think Facebook is doing this to grow its user base. Right. Oh, for sure. You're not gonna you're not gonna grow a lot of users in North America, or in uh, in other parts of the of the quote unquote free world, because you've already got most of the people. I can <laughs> I think seventy eight. I'm sorry, eighty some odd percent of adults have a Facebook account. Right. So there's not a lot of growth that's going to happen here. And I imagine, I imagine it's very similar in the States. It's got to be, you know, 70, 80% of American adults have a Facebook account. Not a lot of growth is going to happen there. No. So Everybody who wants one has one. Grow. Sorry? Everybody who wants one has one. That's yeah. kind of where, where we're at. Um, so, again, I, I worry about these things. But on the other side, bringing a quarter of the world the world's population into, again, the, the, the most popular um, communications tool in the world, that's a good thing. Yep. Uh, what else do we have here? As my mind quickly fades. You know what? You're uh, your friend of mine, Mr. Bill Slosky, ah. uh, made a, an interesting find. I had never seen this before. Um, over on the SEM post, um, I had an article published earlier uh, earlier this week it was it was on the same pattern we talked about it last week so that's not actually what's what's interesting um, what he had found in everything is that you can actually get for an entity Google will actually give you the machine ID number I had no idea of this say what at all anywhere um, so the, the example he gave and I, I highly recommend for our listeners head over to the SEM post the article that I wrote is called Google entity metrics the role of entities in SEO. Okay, you may find the article interesting, but that's not actually the super interesting part here. If you go down to the comments, Bill Slosky makes a really, really interesting comment on something that he ended up finding. And he used George Washington, the person, um, as the example, unless you can go over to Freebase and, you you know, go into Freebase and then choose George Washington as as the person. Um, It ends with Freebase.com slash M slash 034RD interesting now when you go over to google trends and use the or enter the entity george washington at google trends you get google.com slash trends slash explore bunch of other stuff but then it ends with zero three four rd these are different properties but the machine id is exactly the same and being tracked across across different google properties so that i found really really neat bill gives a a great explanation of it in there highly recommended because it'll help people understand exactly what they're doing like it, it just it set off a, a bunch of a bunch of light bulbs for me i'm like okay now i understand what i was reading a lot better uh and exactly how they're doing it because they give a few ways in the patent that it could work now you can actually see it work and and that that's really neat to see um and, uh, and a big public thanks to to bill for sharing that really really neat that is really neat it's uh, rather disturbing in a weird way. Now, I'm not concerned with uh, George Washington's machine. <laughs> um, maybe I'm a little. Maybe, maybe my brain just isn't firing. Oh, okay, it's it's not his machine idea. This isn't his computer. It's the machine. Um, Google's identifier for George Washington as an entity. It's not tracking. Ah. Him, it's going. This is the identification code we are going to have as George Washington as president, and on all, across all different properties, it will be the same identifier going from one point to another. So that's how they're grouping things together. Um, is as this identifier. I know we we chatted a little bit about this. You know, I'll have a different number for me assigned to me than that Kinks Dave Davies will. Right? We'll have right. a different yeah, got identifier. It. Um, so that's how that's working, and it's it's neat to see it in practice. And uh, and Bill was able to share a way we can see that. Well, now that now that we're able to draw specific identifiers, do you see a way to manipulate? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's starting to actually kind of piece together, um, how these things work. The tools aren't there yet to fully do it, but the principles are, um, and the way they refer to it in the patent is it's all a manipulation of it. They refer to it as edges and nodes. The node is different entities and how entities connect together. Edges are how, what the relationship assigned it. I mean, I'm simplifying, but that's at its core. Um, so I have a feeling what we're going to see, um, coming up in, in the very, very near future, um, coming from some of the major tool manufacturers, such as, you know, um, you know, Moz or, or, you know, he was on last week and I could totally see him doing this Dixon over at Majestic is starting to match up and measure how we're different. And you can pull a lot of this from knowledge graphs and things like that, right? You get, uh, get Majestic and, and SEM rush. That's already doing some scraping of Google, um, you know, start tying those together and actually starting to pull together how these nodes and edges are connecting. Um, and yeah, you, you could start to actually map out how individual entities are, are, are managing to become synonymous with specific um, sectors or, or, or as they relate to other entities. And by that, I mean, you know, Acme, you know, Widget Co. needs to tie to another entity, Blue Widgets, if they want to rank for Blue Widgets. So how do these two nodes connect together? What's the edge and how do you strengthen that edge? It's going to take some tools to do it, um, but you can even do it just as you're trying to, to create your strategies to become synonymous with specific keywords and things you can imagine like you can already piece together strategies without these tools on how it'll work but i'm i'm betting we're going to see these tool manufacturers come up with um with some pretty neat mapping systems in probably two three years um and it'll involve scraping things like freebase getting these machine ids and, and getting that done okay we are completely out of time I'd like to. I'd love to pursue that, and I think we should next week. Before we go, a quick shout out to Marcus and Rebecca Tandler. Marcus is a uh, is a show host here on on Webmaster Radio. Congratulations uh, on your newest kid, Isabella Aurelia Tandler. Welcome to Earth, <laughs> friends. You've been listening to Webcology here on Webmaster Radio FM. On behalf of Dave Davies from BSOG Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger for Digital Always Media. We're going to be back next week, but. But stick around the network's great content coming up after the news. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.